And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered, and everyone went to their own town to register. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Good morning again and happy Christmas Eve. Who's excited for Christmas out there? Come on. I know I am. It's tomorrow. Hey, welcome again. We're so glad you and your families have joined us uh, this morning uh, for Christmas Eve services to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And uh, for the kids that have been counting down, guys, like zero days, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess tomorrow. If, if you do like our kids, we still, they, this is a cheap way to get, do chocolate for breakfast. Those calendars, you know, that count down, they have the pieces of chocolate. Uh, tomorrow there's no more chocolate, all right? It's, it's over, right? But we're excited about that. We get to gather. We love Christmas Eve services. It's one of those special times of wonder, of celebration, of joy, of awe, and of worship, right? And uh, in the midst of our busyness and all of our family gatherings and traditions and all of that, the thing I love is for the next few minutes, we just get to pause and we get to reflect on the true meaning of Christmas. Because let's be honest, Christmas is fun, Right? But magical train rides and uh, a guy in a red suit and flying reindeer and Buddy the Elf and setting traps around your house when you got left home alone, that's all fun and innocent. But how many of you guys know that's not the, the reason for the season, amen? That's not the real purpose of Christmas. Christmas has always been and will always be about Jesus, right? How God sent his one and only son to the earth, the, the word becoming flesh, we're going to talk about that, and eventually growing up and going on to the cross so that you and I could have relationship with God and spend eternity in heaven. And so many of us know the details of the Christmas story, so for our time's sake, I'm not going to spare you or bore you with those, although they're really dynamic and awesome. We're going to spend the rest of our time for a few short minutes here just focusing our intention of what Christmas means to you and I. I think it's important it gets lost if we don't talk about it year after year. Uh, and so to do that, I have a passage of Scripture that's really been burning on my heart this week as I've been preparing uh, for Christmas myself and also preparing for this message. And it's from the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14 is our key verse this morning. Many of you guys have heard this before, but let it become alive and real to us this morning as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. In John, chapter 1, verse 14 it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, 
and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Anybody know what that, who that verse is talking about? Yeah? Who's that verse talking about? Jesus. Come on. Somebody's awake this morning and I am, right? This verse is talking about Jesus. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I want to spend the rest of this morning kind of breaking down those 13 words that I believe summarize Christmas so well and, and the, the, the gift that God gives to you and I through his son Jesus. So if you would, if you join me for just a word of prayer and then we'll dive into the word. And we've got some interactive elements this morning. The other thing I wanted to let you guys know, if you didn't know, we still have much more, many more cry stoppers on a stick. I won't say the real word. Um, and so if you need one, if you're a parent, if you're having an SOS, just slip up your hand. Our ushers are locked and loaded with sugar. All right. So we got you. All right. So we're going to get through this. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we just thank you for your presence here today. We thank you that we can slow down, pause, and celebrate the birth of Jesus, the greatest gift that was ever given to us. And so, Lord, we thank you that as we look to your word, that you would reveal unto us, remind us, show us the real meaning of Christmas, and more importantly, what we gain and what we get on Christmas because of who you are and what you bring, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Everybody greet said, amen. So three things I want to focus in today from that verse. The first one is the word became flesh. In John 1.14, it said the word became flesh. And in order to make sense of what this is, I'm going to need my first little helper to help me with our first gift today. So if you got your, if you, if I got my first little helper, if he could come on up here and bring me something. Oh, I see some movement from the audience. Let's give it up for Mr. Cannon this morning. Come on down here, buddy. Here, come on over here. So, wow. Thank you so much. Stay right here because we got to see what, uh, what Jesus brings us. All right. My, my first point is on Christmas, God brings us his word, all right? Now, the other good news for you, Canon, is it looks like God brings some other good stuff, too. Look at that. There's some Reese's trees and some kisses and all that. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. And you can go back, and you, if you need to share with some of that with your siblings, that's totally okay, all right? Thank you, God, buddy. Merry Christmas. Give it up for Canon. Come on. So on Christmas, God brings us his word. It says in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, but the angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid, I bring you good news. Everybody say good news. That will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This shall be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. And so God brings his word to us on Christmas. Now the shepherds, they were afraid, but God through the angel of the Lord said, hey, I've got a good word for you. I've got good news. Good news means a good word. Amen. And good news is that God brought a good word on that first Christmas. And here's the really good news. God's still bringing his word to us every single Christmas. Amen. We, we don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a God that doesn't, can't connect with us. We serve an alive God that has a living word, and he's still bringing his good word to you and I every single Christmas. And so as we reflect on this truth, what word from God do you need to take on flesh in your life right now? Right? What promise of God do you desire to look into the actual physical eyeballs of and the manifestation of in this season of your life? 
What vision for, from God do you need to have legs to actually begin to walk and walk that thing out, right? What, what hope do you need a hand to hold right now, maybe in the season of life that you find yourself in? And, and what peace do you need to wrap its loving arms around you in this moment? Because here's the good news. I believe we can find all of this and more in Jesus at Christmas. Amen? Because on Christmas, the Word became flesh and was placed in a manger, right? On Christmas, the long-awaited promise was, had eyes that were staring back for the first time at humanity, right? The promise fulfilled. On Christmas, the vision and the plan to save mankind actually came to earth, right? On Christmas, the hope of salvation was able to reach out its little hand and hold the hands of humanity that it was, came to save, amen? And on Christmas, the Prince of Peace was born that can calm any storm in our lives. And so on Christmas, man, you and I have an opportunity to receive that good word that God has for you and I today. May we not miss this invitation or the meaning of it, because I believe God's word still speaks boldly, amen? And God's word still works. The second thing I want to point our attention to this morning is this. Now, the phrase, uh, the second phrase that we see in that passage in, in John chapter 1, verse 14, is he dwelt among us. Everyone say, dwelt among us. God came to dwell among us. And in order to fully grasp what this means this morning, I need my second helper to bring me another gift to tell us what Jesus brings us on Christmas. Awesome. Here comes Miss Hazel. Good morning, beautiful. How are you? Oh, my goodness. The, the gifts keep getting bigger, too. Look at this. Oh, it says number two. On Christmas, God brings us his presence, and he also brings you presents. Merry Christmas. Enjoy that. Thank you, sweetheart. She's like, all right. So on Christmas, God brings us his presence, right? It says in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. And so God brings us himself. He brings us his presence, to, to dwell, to dwell with us means literally that Jesus was born on that first Christmas day and God himself was coming in the flesh to be with humankind, to be with mankind. To dwell means to abide, to live, to fix our abode or our tabernacle with, right? I love how the message translation reads John chapter 1 verse 14. Check this out. It said, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. I love that. We saw the glory with our own eyes, one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Guys, on Christmas, God moved into the neighborhood. On Christmas, God moved into your subdivision. God moved on to your street. God came into your block. God wants to be in your homes. He wants to be in your family. And eventually, God moved into our hearts to abide with us, to dwell with us, to be with us always. He brought his presence to us on Christmas, and it's the thing that you and I need the most. And so, I don't know about you guys, like, I think this is incredible. God came down to where we were so that we could experience the fullness of his presence. Like, 
What, what kind of love does it take to leave your comfortable place in heaven, ruling and reigning, to come down to earth to be with those people? Great love, right? I don't see any of the other gods of other world religions showing great love like that. Come on, now, our God loved you so much. He loves you so much that he's willing to leave high heaven to come to dwell with us so that he could save us. I think that's incredible, right? And here's a, here's a really good encouragement. You'll never have to be lonely on Christmas. I think that's such a great truth. God dwells with us, and he came to dwell with us on Christmas. You never have to be alone. Maybe you're missing a loved one or a family member or a friend this Christmas. Sometimes the holidays amplify that. I get that. Just know that he said he would never leave you nor forsake you, and he'd be with you always, right? Maybe you don't have any plans for your Christmas holiday, right? You're not really hanging with much family or friends, or there's been a strained relationship there. God dwells with you and wants to have relationship with you. And with God's presence, here's the good news. It comes everything that he is. His joy, his peace, his health, his healing, his confidence, his provision. Everything that's with God comes with his presence. And so when we invite God into our Christmas celebration, all of God comes with him. Amen? So don't be focused so much on the presents, although they're fun and symbolic. Be focused on his presence this Christmas and be blessed by that. The third and the last thing I want to focus on is the term and phrase we see in John 1.14. We beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. Beheld means to look upon, to view, to see with the eyes. And glory is the Greek word doxa, which means a lot of things. Majesty, excellence, splendor, exalted state, and it literally means brightness. It means light, brightness and light, to behold his brightness and his light. And to help us understand what that means for you and I today, I need help from my third and my last little helper today. If he can bring me that gift, here he comes. Mr. Noah looking all dapper in that bow tie. Let's go, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Stay right here. Let's see what we got. Number three, on Christmas, God brings us his light. Oh, my goodness. And Noah, would you believe it? He didn't leave you high and dry either. That's for you, buddy. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for your help. You can go back with mom and dad now. Give it up for our helper. On Christmas, God brings us his light. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, it said, And the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Someone say great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. More than 600 years before Jesus was ever born, God, through the prophet Isaiah, is telling the world that Jesus will be a great light. A light like they've never experienced or seen before in their lives. And we see this concept of light all throughout the Christmas story, right? When the shepherds were just minding their own business in the field and the angel of the Lord shone, there was light. It was a great light. When the wise men were following to see where Jesus was born, they looked up in the, star, the sky, they saw the star, and it shining a great light. There's something about light that comes with our Savior. And you see, Christmas gives you and I an invitation to behold God's glory, to see and allow his light to shine in our lives. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus, out of his own mouth, said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Guys, I don't know about you. This is good news for all of us. 
Because maybe if you're honest, like, like I am sometimes, sometimes not every area of our life feels like it's going the best. Sometimes you might feel like you're in the dark or in some darkness. Maybe, maybe it's a relationship you're struggling with. Maybe it's a family relationship that's a little strained right now. Maybe it's a job situation or a financial burden that you're carrying right now that seems like a little bit of darkness for you. Maybe it's a health diagnosis that you've just received or a family member's received. Maybe, maybe you're going through depression or anxiety. You name it, you can fill in the blank. There, we live on an earth with a curse and there's some bad stuff going on in our world. But Jesus still said and still believes it and still meant it. He is the light of the world who came to take away the darkness. And the darkness can never comprehend the light or overpower the light. Amen? Nothing is more powerful than light. And so Christmas is a great reminder that Jesus is the light that we're looking for, the light we've been searching for, the light that fulfills us on the inside. And it's an invitation for us to let the light of God shine into our lives and expel any darkness that we find ourselves in. Amen? Guys, that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is number one, God brought us his word. What word do you need to become flesh in your life? Know that God still answers promises that he made, amen? Number two, God brought us his presence. So focus on his presence in these next few moments and as you go into your holiday celebrations, know that God goes before you and he's got only good for you, amen? And number three, God brought us his great light on Christmas. And so if you or somebody you know is caught in darkness, shine the light of Jesus on that situation, on that issue, on that burden, and let God go to work on it because that is the gift of Jesus that God gave you and I on Christmas. Amen. Would you join me as we close in prayer today? Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And we just thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you're still bringing good words to us on Christmas. I just pray for that word of God that needs to happen in somebody's life. Lord, I thank you that rhema word, that spoken word, that word of God that would propel them through that situation, that word of God that would be an anchor for their soul and what they're dealing with, that word of God that would be a fulfillment of a promise that they've been believing you for. Father, we thank you for that good word that you still are and you will always be. And Father God, we receive that into our hearts today. Father, number two, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that we can just gather and be in your presence together and all of the fullness that comes with your presence, Lord God, that we never have to be alone on Christmas, Lord God, but you are with us and you dwell within us. And lastly, Lord, we thank you for your great light. We thank you that you're brighter than any darkness in this world and you are the light of the world that came to take away the sins of the world so that you and I and all of us, Lord God, could walk in the fullness of that light. Shine your light brightly into every area of our lives this Christmas. And may we look more and more like you, Father. We love you. We praise you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said, amen. So be it. Praise God.